Welcome to Cheap Wine and Good Food, the podcast where we ask you to subsidize our wine habit and our slow but certain descent into alcoholism. So I'm Virginia Palencia, and I'm joined today by Marion Breland. Hello, hello. And Israel is allowed to be at the table, but we're not quite sure <laughs> if he's going to participate. Hello. Uh, so today we are doing something a little different. We're moving out of Spain. We're moving out of Malbec territory, right? We are drinking yeah. au Bordeaux. We're trying to get fancy. Marin, do you know how hard it is to find a Bordeaux under eleven ninety nine? Being that I haven't bought one, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we're giving one a spin today. It's called Chateau. I'm gonna. God, I can't do French. Just chop it up. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, okay, Chateau Hot Sorillon Superior Bordeaux 2017, and I think I bought this for nine dollars. How was my French, Marion? Sounded good to me. Mm-hmm. Four years. Four years I took with Madame Knapp, and mm-hmm. this is where it got me. So, did you take any languages, Marion? I took Latin because I thought I was going to be in the medical field. So, Latin's not spoken. <laughs> so, I have So, winny witty wiki Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can write anything you want me to write, but I cannot speak a word. Yeah. Now, given that part of your family is from Louisiana, is there any, like, Creole or words that you picked up? She's making a face. No. No. There's nothing. I just traveled. Remember, my father was army, so we never stayed in Louisiana. We traveled. So you didn't get exposed mm-hmm. to that. I only went back for the holidays. And the food? Yes. Yeah, that's on point. Because you clearly got the recipes. Yes, I have the recipes. They're all up here. So when you lived in Korea, did you pick up any Korean? I mean, when I was there, I spoke it. But once we got back, there was nothing to speak anymore. Gone. Yeah, It was more so just for like buying food, bathroom. I was a kid, so it didn't matter. You know, I had the folks. <laughs> we didn't really inter- The kids never really interacted with people. That was all our parents doing. So When I was 18, I was a smoker, and I took it upon myself to learn how to ask for a cigarette in about eight languages. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of proud of that, actually. It, it, <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you. Your priorities were on point. <laughs> I have an important Dame una cigarette, por favor. Dame una cigarette, por favor. Do best un cigarette americaui. See? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> so, uh, my patient... Uh, Listeners, all 15 of you. Thank you. Thank you for that $1.51 <laughs> that we have so far in the bank. Um, we quickly got off track, and we'll talk for just a hot second about this Bordeaux wine because I received a little bit of criticism um, from not one but two people who let me know that the first half of this podcast when we are sober <laughs> is a little boring. Oh, too so technical. Sorry. Oh. Can you believe that we've been accused of being too technical with wine? Uh, us. Okay. <laughs> Pop another bottle. <laughs> okay. Uh, it turns out that we only begin to get entertaining about halfway through. And that's when we're like four bottles in? Yeah. So what we're going to do now, I think we're just going to change this podcast up. We're going to drink a lot. And then we're just going to chop shop up the podcast to only the interesting parts. Yes. That's you awesome. asked for it. Uh, the two listeners out there and the neighbor Greg. <laughs> I'm so scared this is my every move. Well, yeah. Man. Yeah. So you know what? I've been lucky enough to have some Bordeaux in my life. Um, it's not something I normally spring for. I'm a little intimidated by it. You know, it's been around a really long time. Supposedly Eleanor of Aquitaine, that famous person, liked to drink it. And uh, I think this is pretty good, though, for $9. 
Can we back up a minute? Yeah. Am I supposed to know who that woman was? Yeah, it was in World History 1. Well, okay. What did she do? Um, she was married to Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she was married to the first Henry or somebody really famous. Okay. The first yeah. Henry. Charlemagne. No, maybe that was England. No, so Eleanor of... No! Oh, I know where I know her from. I'm okay. sorry I snapped into the podcast <laughs> microphone, which we now have. I know where I know her from. I had a history teacher who was terrible in high school, but he liked to show movies. Oh. And he showed us the movie Lion in Winter. And it was King Richard I and Eleanor of Aquitaine and their three shitty sons. And one of their sons in the movie, <laughs> Mary's Googling it as we speak, was King Richard II who led an ill-fated crusade where then he ends up getting kidnapped and ransomed. It was a complete shit show and his brother king john was king while he was gone during the crusades and that's how the legend of robin hood came up girl you know i was like this is robin hood <laughs> what is she talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was like she's talking about you know this the one like who was hood. the lion in the famous robin hood movie with the fox uh-huh. and little john and little robin hood going through the forest and how did eleanor fit in all that mama oh but it was played by Catherine Hepburn. So who did she birth? King John, Richard II, and okay. somebody else. That in the movie, the Lion Winner implied that he was homosexual because he really cared about the drapes oh. a lot. Richard of England, yep. Mm-hmm. John, mm-hmm. Eleanor of England, Queen of Castile, Henry the Young, Maria France, Countess Shepherd. She was busy. She could kids. She could birth a lot. She you know, did. which is your only requirement as a woman, frankly, until about 1971. There's still like four more kids I haven't even listed. This is crazy. They didn't, nobody cared about them. No. They probably died of whooping cough. Um, Sepsis. Yeah. They were unclean over there back then. <laughs> Chlamydia. Oh, they were unclean. <laughs> you know they said... I should have been uh, a history teacher. Most of the diseases came from England. Yeah. I mean, what kind of society do you have where people are literally throwing their crap out of the window so into gross. the sewer that doesn't work, mm. right? The man who decided, hey, it's probably a good idea if we wash our hands before we deliver babies. This was in the 1800s. People, like, laughed him out of surgery. Like, that's absurd. Why would I ever want to wash my hands? Women used to die a lot from something called purporeal fever, and it was literally because people did not wash their hands. That's so nasty. And they were, yeah. I probably would have killed myself. And then, you know, (laughs) and then let's, let's come over to the United States and commit an accidental genocide with smallpox. You know, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And then an intentional genocide with smallpox. Yeah. So this is what we're working with here. Sorry to my people of British heritage. Oh, sorry. We went technical again. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Let's dial it back. You know... (laughs) We're talking about diseases, though. Speaking of awful people in Bordeaux, you know who else was really famous for kind of making Bordeaux popular in the United States? (laughs) Let's talk about that guy. <laughs> What's that guy? You, you might have heard of him. Mm. Thomas Jefferson. Oh, my slave master. The, the famous <laughs> plagiarizer of the Declaration of Independence, which mm. uh, coincidentally really looks a lot like George Mason's Declaration of Rights of Virginia or something. Yeah. Something like that. That guy. That guy Man, as an a, English teacher, you can put them side by side. It's suspicious. The one that had a chick on the side, had a couple kids. No, Sally Hemings was his wife's sister. That is messed up. How do you have that under the roof? How do you call your son your nephew, your niece, your all that good stuff? 
It's very complicated. So since we're talking about... And they proved that. They, they just uh, came out with that. They yeah, said that yeah Monticello now has... A, we live in Virginia, by the way, so Monticello now has an yeah. exhibit devoted to Sally Hemings and her family, which I think is very overdue. It is. It is long overdue. I'm not interested in Martha's Needlepoint. <laughs> I'm so much more interested like in Sally Hemings and her family. The president. So here's something interesting that I just learned. So... If I were to say to you, where is the best Antillian rum, where would you say it is? Where does it come from? Antilles. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Back in the 18th century, actually, Massachusetts. Where do you get no way. <laughs> yes, and I'll tell you how. No, I'm going to tell you why no, it's no. not. No. Plymouth Wait. Rock is hype. Everybody's like, oh, Plymouth Rock and Pilgrims. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure St. Augustine, Florida is the oldest settlement in the yes. United States yes. of colonizers. So let me tell you why. It is in Jamestown. No, it was Massachusetts. Plymouth Rock was like 30 years behind. It was the, the those northeastern states because this is what would happen. So would send over, and they would label it as the best Antillian rum, and send it over to Africa in exchange for slaves who then were transported to the Caribbean nations to work the sugarcane plants there, then they would um, purchase the molasses from the farms over there and bring it to the northeastern states to make the best Antillian rum to send back to Africa. Define purchase. They would, There's some air quotes being flown around the <laughs> they would They would sell the slaves they sold. They yeah. would trade the rum purchase. for slaves and then trade the slaves <laughs> for molasses and then trade the molasses and send it back to Africa <sighs> so that they can get more slaves. And this is a little cycle going on. Just but, a little cycle. But it started with this Poor best Antillian rum, and that came from actually the northeastern states because the Caribbean nations at the time, as this book I'm reading right now um, has informed me, they didn't really produce anything for themselves. They produced for everyone else. So oh, they would yeah. export the molasses and everything else outward. <laughs> let me tell you Let me tell you something yeah. about rum. I made the mistake of touring the Bacardi Rum Factory. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we should have podcast. <laughs> when I was 19? So that's my fun fact. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, too. I learned an interesting fun fact, too. You are full of fun facts. Today. In Brazil. I don't think slavery is fun. Well, <laughs> it's educational. In Brazil. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. In Brazil. It's okay. I can vouch for you. The land. So they were actually, the countries in Europe are making shit tons of money. And Brazil was just basically rolling in the money because of the money they were making from exporting all of the, uh, the, uh, the sugar cane or the coffee or whatnot. And so what ended up happening is the land ended up getting destroyed because you didn't try that. Um, what's it called when you, this crop this year, that crop? It's called, we need to drink more and get out You know more. what it's called? My wife gave me a book to read. Oh, yeah. Well, tell, tell them the book you've well, been you know, reading. It's like a it's big triangle. I forgot what they called that, that whole trafficking yeah. of... I call it trafficking because they were moving bodies. The yeah. golden I triangle? Care, I could care less. Oh, about no, wait, the, that's the mean. The vegetables the and the horses mean. and things they were shipping back to the Bermuda England. triangle. But it was, it's like a big triangle coming when they were bringing people yeah. over here. The and human trafficking. Here. That's yeah. what it's all trafficking. Yeah. yeah. So, that's so crazy. And then yeah. it's so weird because you'll go to like Monticello and they'll be like, look, he made his own cider. He made his yeah. own wine. I'm like, did he? <laughs> <laughs> did he make his own? But I will tell you, at Monticello, they have a cool invention, because uh, you know he's an inventing kind of guy, and I think that that is something interesting to honor, but he made a pulley system that went down to the basement, so when he needed more wine, he could just do like a wine <laughs> dumbwaiter, and I thought that that was kind of, that's my favorite part. Nice. 
So back to the Bordeaux. Oh, yes, back to the wine. We're out of slave trade now in <laughs> production. This would be a really good time to put an advertisement in right here. Yeah, we probably should wind down. <laughs> I don't know how to rebound Slavery's from not funny. It's not. Uh, it's, it's really not. It's, it's terrible. So, Israel, where do we go from here? How about your worst roommate ever? Ooh. Uh, let me tell you about my crappy roommate. Yeah. I worked a lot of restaurant jobs. That was a very normal thing while I was going to college and working my way through. And I was friends with the person who trained me at the restaurant. It was called American Cafe. This is in Washington, D.C. at yeah. Friendship Heights. We called it AMCAF because we thought we were fancy. Like, oh, look at AMCAF. is <laughs> such a hard word. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, we're so cool. Look at AMCAF. Um, for perspective of people that don't know Friendship Heights, it's like it's like a one-block version of Beverly Hills in Washington, D.C. It's, it's off of Wisconsin, but it's a... Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it's got like a... Saks Fifth Avenue and like a mm -hmm. Tiffany's, so we're like, ooh, it's so fancy. But I digress. So here's my mistake. We go to look for an apartment in Grover Park. We find this really great apartment. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. What I did not know is uh, he was in love with me. Oh. So it quickly went really, I know, really, anyway. well, I liked it. I felt like I feel safe. Like I trust oh. him. He's a good guy. And it wasn't like I only had known him for like two weeks at this point it was like eight months which in drinking buddy is like 50 years okay i'm sorry let me go back to the beginning then how did you meet him y'all were working together yeah he was okay. like my trainer when i first took the job and gotcha you I know what i mean so yeah and never gave me any vibe um but he was also a poet he wanted to be a writer and in fact <laughs> this was the best part like that didn't give you a vibe he wants to be a poet yeah okay well, the best part was, is he decided, he's like, can I decorate the dining room with my rejection letters? And I was like, sure. So he would just staple them to the wall, all of his rejection letters. Because back then when you wanted to be published, you'd have to go look in a magazine and like yeah, mail off stuff. I do know about that. And I'll never forget my favorite one, like right in the center of the wall when you first walked in, was his own inquiry letter and just a big red Sharpie, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, in all fairness, like, he oh was he was a great guy. Like, he was really good. But he, I wasn't interested for a reason he never knew. Completely having this illicit relationship with his best friend who I found very exciting. You're he was so a director. Wrong. He was, he was, uh, he was going to uh, American University and he was studying to be, like, a film director and he had just gone to Sundance and met Robert Redford. So I was just like, ooh. But that was also complicated because I think he had a girlfriend too, so. <laughs> Wait a minute. So it culminated with him writing um, love letters to me and pushing them under the door while I just hid in my room and would like wait for him to leave. Well, I was going to say, he probably came up with his best writing, being that he's rejected from the world and rejected from you. He's probably in his deepest hole in his heart and everything he wrote. You know, 100%. What actually ended up happening to him is he moved out to the desert in California. I think he did a massive amount of drugs and became a photographer. Like, he, there's, uh, I won't say his last name because he's, he's. Oh, he made it. Yeah. <laughs> so technically he could thank you because he wouldn't have felt that dread and misery, which made him. 
do something else. Yeah, I think the only, I never kept any of it, which I kind of should have now that I think about it, but I think one of them was that there's storms behind my eyes. He's going to listen to this. It's just going to be a random No, we, we got 15, got no, 15 no, no. viewers. He's going to randomly get this because it's going to go out there. Storm behind my eyes. Who are you? It's going to be the 15 people are going to make it happen. You know, the truth was he's a really good guy. I just, you know. Don't feel threatened, though. Don't, don't feel threatened. Yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> I was in a phase of my life of just making really bad decisions after bad decisions. Everything, know. everything happened the way it needed to be. Yep. If I did not have obstacles in my life... I would have continued on being an asshole. That's the complete truth. What about the, uh, the National Geographic? Don't you, don't you do it. What do you mean continued on? No, no, no. I'm a better person than I was. Trust me. Wasn't there a National Geographic like director or photographer or something like that? Yeah, but this is the part where you're veering off and I sound like a complete hooker. So let's just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was a National Geographic this is, this is still your cinematographer. Life, by the way. <laughs> I just dated him, though. It's okay. I'm glad you got out and had fun. And now, um, mom and pop are learning some things. Yeah, yeah. What I think what we've learned about this podcast is so far about thirty seconds of it are are probably usable. Mm. But let's be honest; it's not like I'm going to bother to edit. You know. Yeah, we might as well just keep being truthful. Let's just keep keep it real. Yeah. So, Mary, I noticed you're very quiet on the. I was uh, a good child. <laughs> You're such a liar. You're I such was. a liar. I was good. I was good. We can even throw it out there. If you know dirt on me, feel free to call in. We don't have a number. Exactly. We don't have an email address. We're not interested in complaints. They can find us on Instagram. So yeah. let's let's get back to this Bordeaux. Uh, how's the finish, Marion? It's finished. <laughs> what do you smell? It smells fruity. A little blackberry. Blackberry. It's and kind it's, of a lighter body than I expected for this. Yeah, I like it. It's very thin. But it is. It's pleasant. It is. You yeah. know, if if I was going to get a $9 Bordeaux, it's I would certainly do this one. Transparent. Uh, what are your favorite hacks for making a cheap bottle of wine taste more expensive? Yeah, I buy many of them and make sure everybody goes through them quickly. That's right. You know what I often do when I'm entertaining? I'll put out the best bottle first and then just serve the cheap stuff. That's always good. And then you always have a good spread of food because they don't care. People don't care. If there's food, they don't care what you're drinking because they're just looking for something just to get the food down. Well, I heard another really good hack um, is always open up, aerate, aerate the bottle. And for cheap bottles of wine, even up to like two hours, get a lot of air in there and that will improve the flavor. If you have a really good bottle of wine, then maybe only like a half an hour. But, you know, like that idea of if you give it a little bit more time to breathe. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I definitely think chilling it. Most red wines usually mm. are recommended around 65 degrees, right? So just pop it in the fridge for a second. Um, but definitely for the cheaper, sometimes I think that that helps it along. Honestly, I don't even like hot wine. I like my wine chilled. I yeah. don't like it room temperature. I like it chilled. Just a little bit of the chill in there yeah. for me. I mean, I don't that need works. it ice. That yeah, way. I don't need it ice cold. I just need it just a little. It just goes better on my palate that way. Although, one of my favorite things to drink in the summertime is a uh, Tinto de Verano, like where you take red wine and you put like a little 7-Up or a little club <laughs> soda. Yeah. That. That's pretty good if you have a yeah. cheap bottle of hooch that you don't want to actually like I love drink, that. drink. Yeah, that's basically mm. Spanish Kool-Aid. Yeah. I thought you were going to just... I mean, that's like what they're, that's what they're giving to seven-year-olds, like, you know, I don't know. Have some. Yeah. Get problems. Get problems.
So you don't have any bad roommates to report. What about terrible decisions, Marion? What about I mean, terrible my, jobs? My bad roommates became in the Navy because we all have our own little six-pack living space, and people are just nasty. They just leave their dirty clothes out. They take stuff. That's my life. Really? Roommates. Yeah. It's crazy. Why would you steal on a ship that you, you know you can't leave? So somebody's going to steal your bracelet, so and you then you're going to see bracelet, the bracelet. And then you go to security and be like, somebody stole my bracelet. It costs X amount of dollars. I need you to find it. And then they do a health and comfort living inspection, and then they search everybody's rack, and then they find the bracelet. Oh, look, you stole it. What so, happens? Do they go to the brig? Uh, they go to court-martial. Or not court-martial, I'm sorry. They go to mass, which is... Um, Reviewed by the peers, which is really just their chain of command. And then from the chain of command, it goes to, like, some officers in the XO. And then the XO, if he wow. deems it important enough to go up to the captain, then he'll send it up to the captain to hand, her, hand down a, a stricter sentence. But most of the time, you know, if something like that, the XO will take care of. And, you know, they'll get some time. They get some extra duties. Um, okay. You know. So it's there's no there's no rewarding this. It's not a good scene. No, it's never good. You never steal. I mean... Don't steal from the people. This is silly. You're so what happens if you... I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. I don't think I was ever a thief, but I definitely <laughs> was a liar when I was younger. <laughs> You're questioning my, my friendship right now. Who did I pick up? You're <laughs> telling me you never my told a lie. My kids call you auntie. <laughs> <laughs> Just, who, who are you? I don't know. I feel like in 6th or 7th grade, I lied a lot for attention. You're a kid. It's okay. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about it. as an adult. No, as an adult. If you're lying as an adult, you got problems. There's no reason to really? lie as an adult. You just tell the truth and be like, look, that's what it is. Okay, well, hypothetically. That's me. Let's say you work for the Cajun Cafe and you don't feel like going to work. Mm -hmm. Is it okay to get your friends to stand in a bathtub with like metal pipe sounds? And call your boss and say your car is broken down and you're in the shop. No. <laughs> no. And then is it okay then for the boss to be like, yeah, I hear them working on it right now. You're... Take your time. No, you just need to they look. Call them. <laughs> People like it when you're honest with them. This is what I keep they... telling you. People like it when you're honest with them. Just tell them what it is and be like, they they're like, okay, well, I can expect that. I I, I don't want to go to work today. I want I, a day. Dude, day. I can't do it today. I, I have to meet you tomorrow. I'll put in some extra hours, but today is just not my day. That's how I've done it many a times. Like, look, I but no that two seventy five an hour wasn't gonna <laughs> pay me by itself. Look, I'm sorry. Look, I can't say sorry enough, but. I can't do it. So no today. lies. You know, if you got to fire me, fire me. It's okay. I understand. But I just can't do it today. So what if you were babysitting? What if hypothetically you were a babysitter of a vegan hippie family for like four years? And it's your last time you're ever going to see those kids because they're moving away and you love those kids. Is it okay to buy them Domino's pizza and watch them be really happy and feed it to them and then hide the pizza box? <laughs> You lived a good life. You lived a good life. I can't believe you did that. I did. I was like, I'm going to miss you guys so much. You want to do something really fun? I was like, you want to eat cheese? Oh, my God. And they were like, yes. I feel we should take this off the podcast. That's a long time ago. It's a long Those time ago. Those people are going to listen. Uh, Statue of limitations. You need to check out the state and make sure it's gone. Yeah, yeah. I love those children like they were my own as much as you could you need for to find a 16 out where year those old. kids are because I bet you they're eating cheese right now. I pretty. Yeah. So the other day, Ty comes <laughs> home and he's like, I want to be a vegetarian because he, <laughs> that had, is okay. he had seen um, a whole fish. No, what happened is 
Maria and I went to go eat at a Costa Rican restaurant, and I ordered the whole fish. Yes, you know, with the fish head and the the gills. It was so delicious. I put a picture of it up on my Instagram because it was just glory. But yeah, so Kai sees the fish head. And he wants to be vegetarian. He gets upset because he sees the eyeball. So I'm talking to Jen, and she's like, don't worry. I'm going to cook his favorite meal, chicken parm, a day or two, and I'll break it from the vegetarian. I didn't even Why have to do break that. Him. Let him do it. Let him try. I did. That was Sunday evening. Yeah. And then for dinner, I made, we call it like a sopita, but it's like a pork stew, like with tomatillos or whatever. Kevin and he, likes it. And he's like, what's for dinner? And I'm like, sopita. And he's like, and he literally goes, <sighs> <laughs> I don't think I can be a vegetarian. I was like, it's okay, big guy. I'm so glad we listened to our sponsors and hopefully got another penny or two. And while our Spencers were talking, mm. I said Spencers. I meant Spencers. I was going to ask about that. Like, mm. This so, must be the part of the podcast people are talking about that when it's time to start tuning in. After you said you needed bottle. to you needed to check my friendship. Yeah, I didn't know you were so out there. That I lied in middle school. Yeah. I thought you was a Christian-raised little Catholic girl that did everything right. I thought Tina set you on the right. Oh, crap. Got to edit that. No, no, no. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. I triple dog dare you. you, I thought (laughs) Mama put you on the right path. Are you sure about that? (laughs) Tina's the biggest liar in the game. Tina is the biggest liar in the game. I remember one time we were late to school. And she goes to the front desk, she goes, I'm so sorry, the car wouldn't start. And I looked at her, you know, like with that look of, I accuse you. And she said, it won't start until I put the keys in. (laughs) So I did not lie. Okay. So So that's who you're working with. Your mother taught you the ropes, (laughs) is what you're telling me. Oh, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. It's, It's Pop who's honest. I don't know. Papa's military. I lived that life. And uh, still living that life. Military people are that honest. We know how to uh, cover up really well. We know how to... We know what to say and what not to say and how to say it. I should say that. But I was going to say in the day-to-day, like, I don't remember my dad really lying to get out of things or any of that stuff. No, there's no reason to lie. I keep telling you, grown people, there's no reason to lie. I mean, you don't need to tell me now. It's not like I'm now a liar. I at know this now. I'm questioning everything you do. Mm. I'm questioning. I don't know. Mm. Did you write those 25 pages? <laughs> I wrote 41 pages. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That is a book. It's not a paper. Yeah, I like to write. That's mm. not a problem for me. It's a problem for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I like writing, and I like I like research. That's That's why... I'm probably a student. I like to read about stuff, but don't ask me to write about it. I will read all day, and then I will talk to you about it. Call me up. Let's go get coffee. Let's go do something. But, man, putting it back on the paper, that's ridiculous. You know, we don't even have the proper context. People don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, sorry, people. Yeah. Mm. Marion is working on her 800th degree at this (laughs) and i'm still not gonna use it (laughs) that's why i like you though you're one of the smartest people i've ever met that's a lot of education i only want to do what i don't want a job i want something i'm gonna like (laughs) that's the most honest thing that has been said at this table all night i didn't realize until this last semester that i'm not gonna like that job so i don't want it anymore so now i'm going back to my roots 
and dealing with kids. No, I don't think that's your. I don't think that's your. I don't think it's your job. It is. I mm-hmm. birthed six. Well, I birthed five, but I have six. But kids are my thing. I know kids. Kids know me, and I know kids. Marion, I have never met a more natural criminal attorney <laughs> slash investigator. Marion clocks everything on the street. If there is a different car in my driveway, she calls me. She once followed my nephew. Going, oh, who is that strange man who just left her house? He got a new car <laughs> and did not tell me. <laughs> so I was like, figure it out. I got pictures. I still you, got the picture. <laughs> you, can, you can ferret out bullshit faster than anyone I have ever met. And that's how you know it's absolute fact I was a, a flagrant liar in the sixth grade. <laughs> it's, it's the kids. I mean, it was a little obvious. You know, like, oh, yeah, you know, I met Madonna last night. Oh, yeah, She's yeah. an old friend of my parents. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, it was never small scale with the lies. Yes. I kind of gave myself away. But, um, no, uh, I think that I think that's what your passion is. I mean, you're a good mom. I, I that's want to nice. be a lawyer, but that's. I, don't know. I, I would have, hire you in a heartbeat. I got to do time with my kids. I owe my kids. I've done too much time away from them. I owe my kids now, so I'm trying to do something close to home. I might go back. I mean, when the last one finally gets in kindergarten, maybe I'll go back again. I don't know. I mean, like Kim Kardashian's going to law school. I had a friend who did it. A friend, she was doing, I don't mm-hmm. know what she did before, but then she, uh, we graduated together, graduated high school together, and she went out, she has been doing her thing, and then all of a sudden, like three years ago, she's like, I'm going back to school to be a lawyer. And That's awesome. She did it, and she's graduated. She got a degree. She's lawyering now. And- Do you know Virginia is one of the few states that you don't have to go to law school to be a lawyer? You just got to pass the bar. Huh. Really? Look. <laughs> <laughs> you could just study for the bar at home. Then you run away from real? the kids. Oh, Just like California. That's what Kim Kardashian's doing. Yeah. I, she's well, doing, she's tutoring and, you know, like a lot of people are making fun of that. But I'm like, that. I think that's actually awesome. I think, knows. you know, dare greatly, like to quote Brene Brown, but like, go big. Yeah. Why not? You don't have to be just this one thing in your life. I might just do it now. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, man. Because then what I really want, I want the two of you in your retirement to run (laughs) around training people. And Kevin and I are just going to schlep all your equipment around. (laughs) Kevin is working too. Uh, Oh, what am I doing? I'll drive. mm, mm, mm -mm. Mm? It's my job. I'm the driver. So what's my job going to be? I'll put the labels on things. I guess. No, I probably wouldn't do it right for you. You're so organized. You're so meticulous. That's also why law is for you. You are so meticulous and you have you have a memory like a steel trap. Like it's it's pretty incredible. You keep the bar stocked. How about that? I can definitely keep the bar stocked. stocked. And I'm really good at sussing out good things to eat. Yeah, because I'll keep the suburban gas stuff and that's that's it. That's what I have to offer this world. That's what I need to do. I need to put a bar in my suburban. You know, that's right. Marion, what do I need a degree in social justice for? I'll just provide snacks. <laughs> you are good at that. The Anytime snack you angle. get hungry, you are good. <laughs> Your spread is always legit. There's nothing ever wrong. <laughs> little sweet, little salty, yeah. little cheap, little fancy. Yeah, like yeah. the cheese with the honey thing. I never knew about that. Oh yeah. I guess I guess people may not know about that. Oh yeah, that's talking we're food. Oh yeah, we never got about to the food. Man, we're like forty two minutes deep and we haven't even bothered to talk oh. about food except for the potato chips. <laughs> I had some rich cut. <laughs> it was delicious. Some sea salt <laughs> potato chips. For mm. 
It's delicious. I don't know why people knock on it. They always say it's a bad fish, but man, it's well. I, I think like it. I think that it wasn't it like extinct, and then they like rediscovered it uh, in Egypt somewhere, and they're like, "That's probably the fish that Jesus did when he did the the fishes and the loaves." That's what I heard that. But then I think it's getting a bad rap because a lot of times, if you have like the farm raised tilapia, uh, you know, farm raises farm raised doesn't ever taste as good. So if anybody buys farm raised, I mean, I'm not knocking it, but but it can be a bit unclean too, just because yeah. you have them all in like on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's what makes it bad because it's not clean because they're I mean, all living in the same yeah, and it's not flushed out. And I mean, you know, the difference between a wild salmon and oh and a farm raised wild- salmon is. Wild caught is delicious. You can't beat that taste. It's it's like it's just straight nutrition. It is. You it's can feel delicious. it. Yeah. You can feel it. Oh, that's salmon. Yeah, you're good at that. That is your thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank the you. Thank you very much. I, I tried a couple, tried a couple new things uh, recently. But the the manchego, um, I like a lot of. Uh, I actually am not supposed to eat a lot of cheese because I'm lactose intolerant, but. <laughs> would never guess that. I know, right? <laughs> um, so I tend to, if I'm going to eat it, I'm going to be pretty picky about it. You know, I'm not just going to, I'm not going to, you'll never see me throw it down with brie. That's a nightmare for me, honestly. I'll serve it to people all the time, but I won't eat it. You know, I don't eat brie because of my name. I don't oh, Marion Brie Land. Land. Yes. <laughs> I refuse to eat brie. Oh my God. Can we change the name <laughs> of this podcast to Brielandia? The Brelandia, yeah, I don't uh, I never buy it. I'll never have it in my house. But um, I don't really like a lot of the typical cheeses people do. Like, I don't care for Swiss. Uh, Brie is too hard on, on my system to eat. Mm-hmm. But one of the cheeses I really do like is uh, Manchego. Mm-hmm. And if you slice it super thin and you drizzle a little honey on it, so oh. Much. Oh, my God. I didn't realize cheese could be so good. And, I mean, it's probably something people do in Spain all the time. But I don't ever recall seeing that. It was actually Israel's uncle who did it. Like we, mm. we served the table and uh, Tio Gabriel, he's a little refined. He's chopped a lot. Him yet. Mm. We gotta we gotta rectify that. He's the calm one. I never met him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's calm. You guys hide him. He's, he's, very he's the one where like he'll But he hardly comes down to our area. He, he usually travels to DC or New York. He Orleans. says all this stuff and you're listening to him like, okay, okay. And then about six months later, everything he said, breaking new study. Yeah. Don't do this. Don't use this. Don't use that. It's everything he said six months earlier. Does he do stock market? I, I no. Usually it's always scientific and, and health related. But um, oh. just for podcast context, right, he's a scientist in Costa Rica. And he sends me, like, I feel like on average uh, 90 WhatsApp notifications <laughs> a day. Oh, yeah, he's always sending me pictures. But, like... Um, and that's just a thing. Um, I think that's really just kind of a Spanish thing. Yeah. Uh, because he's not the only relative to, to do that to us. But he'll send me, like, uh, all kinds of advice. Like, make sure you never microwave on plastic containers. Mm. Make sure this. Make sure that. And just anything, like, uh, new. And then originally Israel's like, oh, that's kind of odd. And then, like, he would open up the newspaper two months later and it would, it would be mm. a thing. I'm like, I think we actually really need to start listening to him. Nice. Yeah, he's legitimate. But anyway, um, probably the best advice he's ever given me is put honey <laughs> on some manchego cheese. Yeah. It, it makes it pop. Is, um, I found it interesting. We're at the house, and they had a piece of furniture. What was it called? 
Uh, he had a Chippendale cabinet. I mean, not like a Wait, little Chippendale. A Chippendale, in, like, that's legitimate. What I said. That's what I said. Chippendale entire cabinet. Do you know what Chippendale is? The you can tell by a reaction. No! <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. The dancer? That's what I said. You sure? That's the exact same thing I said. There's only the dancer and the cartoons. Which one are they? No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't even think about the cartoon. Okay, that's Chip and Dale. Yes. There's Chip and Dale. Hey. Yes. And then there's the most famous Chip and Dale, the British uh, American cabinet maker. And just for point of reference, we were in the Brooklyn Museum, and they had like a little Chip and Dale table. How do you want? In to a museum. It? Holy crap, she's telling the truth, y'all. <laughs> it's Thomas Chippendale. <laughs> you know, you like to hate on me for spinning a web of lies when I was 11. You like to, to hate on me for making really bad boyfriend <laughs> decisions in my early 20s, which, hello, every woman, every woman who's living her best life does that. There's actual furniture. Uh, but I know weird shit. So... I didn't know he what has an entire was. Chippendale cabinet in his Oh, wait, when I scroll down, there's a whole picture of Chippendale. Yeah, yeah. nothing but a bunch of naked men. <laughs> <laughs> naked. So when they were like, I have a naked. Chippendale, I'm like, what the hell is a Chippendale? So I'm like, like, the dancers? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know what it was. And Jen had to explain to me afterwards what it was. And I still didn't understand until we're at the Brooklyn Museum. <laughs> and, and then, you know, where, he sees a piece of furniture like... Uh, like a tenth of the size of what yeah. his uncle there's just like, happens to like have. Yeah. Two or three pieces of Chippendale, and they're small. And I'm like, wait a minute, these are pieces of furniture from Chippendale at the museum. Wow. And they're like nothing compared to what they have. And theirs is, how would you explain where they have theirs? It's like on their patio. I'm like, I don't know if this is the outside? best. It's outside. And oh my it's, God, and it's it would have be subject to humidity. Is that worth? Oh my jeez! You know, I don't even want to calculate it. Um, but what I find really interesting: their house is crammed with art and yeah. antiques. They're collectors. They yeah. usually come up to New Orleans once a year. They truly enjoy. Yeah. It says yeah. seventeen thirty to seventeen ninety. That's like yeah. yeah, and it's on their patio. Yeah, and it's they use it for like their wine. By like a banana plant. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a beautiful garden. You know, they, if, I really, if I ever sat down on this podcast and tried to explain how bizarre oh the trajectory of our lives has been like so far, it's absurd. It's absurd. You walk into their house like a museum. Yeah. But That's what awesome. I was going to say is, is that they normally get their antiques. They go like once a year to New Orleans. But I really, I kind of feel suspicious about the level of that like i don't think you could pick that up in new orleans and so what i really think is there's a pocket of there's a pocket of germans who you know went to south america and central america after world war ii and i think that they unloaded a lot of furniture and goods oh, i agree i see i, I could think that and i think that's where they got has a lot of culture in it hidden away so i could see chip and dough i'm looking at it now but i was just thinking like but the I'm, money that it would take to acquire that is ridiculous well no they just grab it and throw it on the ship and then they bring it over okay because during the raids back then i'm sure they just raided place to place and just yeah. took it you know some places were left abandoned mm. that's true I forgot about that in the area. Just like Miami Beach now has all these old homes from the 1960s. What is that about? I just saw that. I don't know why I saw that, but I saw that yeah. recently. Did you know that uh, according to Facebook, we could buy a property <laughs> in that? Sicily for $1? <laughs> 
I am there so is rules to that, thinking though. about that. There's rules. I got what? ten what grand. Rule? I got ten the rules grand are to, re- to re- You have to. Um, there's already houses predetermined. You have to pick one of the houses. You have to live there, but you I'm can content. upgrade the house. The average size house is about maybe sixteen to maybe two thousand, maybe twenty two hundred square foot. Not so really like our houses. life now. Okay. Um, they are. Um, it's the town in Sicily is actually in a like a, a, a natural preserve, okay. a preserve, but like a, a, a you know a park. Yeah. And so um, you have to go to the park to get to it. Okay. And. Um, so it's Do not, you hear anything discouraging you so far? I'm, I'm waiting, except yeah. for the fact that I gotta buy two houses yeah, to make up my house right now. Yeah, that's the only thing you've told me. So I gotta spend two dollars by one dollar. Okay, uh, how many really bathrooms it. are in here? That's what I need to know. I don't uh, know, but I grew up with one bathroom. If and I'm, that was fine. if I'm, oh, this is new times now. We're not doing that. What? What? I grew up with no air conditioning. I grew up with one bathroom. It was just you and this. your brother. It's me. No, do you know that my mom's parents and. Aunts and uncles, and there was one summer we had three cousins with us. That's so we there managed. No we just time. did shifts. Yeah, there's no bathroom. How did y'all poop? Oh my goodness! There's like the poop line had to be ridiculous. It's like, what are you doing in there? I really kind of what I do recall from that time because we we moved when I was 15. But what I do recall from that time is sometimes I would get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. <laughs> Like, I feel like, like my body just trained itself for convenient times. I mean, because like now. The morning was the worst, because everybody has to pee in the morning. How many menus do I have in my house right now? Four? Five? So I used to set my alarm. I got smart around sixth grade, around the time I began lying compulsively, is uh, I started setting my alarm earlier than everybody so I could have my time in the bathroom. You have to commit to that. I have really bad judgment, but mm-hmm. like self-discipline of steel. I could do that, though. I could always, I could wake up. If I knew I had to get bathroom time, I could wake up early just to get bathroom time. Well, I was young. I could go back to sleep. Now, I can never go back to sleep. It's done. Your bedroom shenanigans. No. <laughs> Let's talk about the time Israel thought I was a demon. It was just two weeks ago. <laughs> Israel, can you just please give me your logic as to why you thought I was a demon? Please. Wasn't that when you thought that... <laughs> You were seeing things and things were just out of place and things were just like not adding up. No, I don't even know what he's talking about. But what I know is he was like, can you move over? This is a true story. He's like, can you move over? And I said, I really don't feel like it. I'm really tired. I just got home from Richmond. I'm exhausted. And he's like, it's the demon that's making you Like five minutes later, um, I feel cold water being sprayed on me, and he was throwing holy water on me. Seriously, all because she didn't screw over in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many times I would my mattress would be soaked if I told Kevin it's just a demon in here, just taking. Over he's the like, bed. he's like the demon. The demon wants you to not be blessed by holy water. And so when he told me, when I was like, "What are you doing?" Because that's the demon talking. You know, at this point, I just kick Kevin. <laughs> He's on my side of the bed. It's a king size bed. I get half, you get half. If he's on my half and in my way, I just kick him now. Just kick it's the her. demon. It's a demon in me. And then demon it'll be the in demon me. in you kicking her. So she you. was invading my side of the bed. You know what? It's the demon in me that makes me drink. Maybe wine. she just wanted to be next to her husband. No, she she decided all of a sudden that she was gonna take up like three fourths of the bed. Yeah, I was kind of uh, on the diagonal of a king size bed. I Seriously? was potentially okay. playing an online card game. 
Yeah, you you were playing that night. I know what night you're talking about now. Yeah, there was another demon oh. that was uh, playing cards with me. See, when you get tired, though, once you lay across the bed diagonally and you're tired, something about that diagonal makes your body like, uh, I'm so. a 45-year-old woman with three kids. I am so tired. My tired is tired. I honestly, I don't know what it is. If I get on the bed and it... And it's not the regular, normal, you know, position you're supposed to be in. I'm out. Yeah. But, yeah, Israel Something threw holy that. water on me. I think there was an incantation. Wow. Did uh, did it work, Israel? Yes. Did she scoot over that night, though? I remember oh. that, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> the demon didn't want to move. But the next day, everything was good. That's yes. What yeah. The next day, I, I made a mistake. I became a Stepford wife. Demons. Oh. Make it that drag. Don't drag me. Yeah, I wish y'all could see her face. <laughs> Get the holy water. <laughs> it's the demon. It's the, it's the demon. demon. So, thank you, everybody. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening. Even though I'm not sure there's an everybody and anybody's listening. They, they closed out like 25 minutes in. They tuned us out. If you made it to the end, you are a champ. <laughs> You are a trooper. We might have to invite you to wine night. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so would we buy this Bordeaux again? Yes. Yes. I think it was decent. It was. Definitely yeah. for the price, you know? And uh, yeah, I think it was good. All right, well, we love you, our one listener, and we we appreciate you. And uh, come join us sometime. Be nice. If you're not turned off by my compulsive lying. <laughs> Snooping. Marion, uh, getting all the dirt on you. My honesty and listening ear. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what Israel's bringing to the table. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. I was just about to say fun facts. Fun facts. All right. Adios. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please hit subscribe or take a minute to leave a rating and a review. This helps us get closer to our goal and helps other people find us and join in the fun. We really appreciate your support and we look forward to drinking more with you one glass at a time. Bye.